All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. The first week of the NBA season is done, people, and Kanye Irving is back in Brooklyn. What's going on with the Warriors? Draymond thinks they suck. Is it going to work in Houston? Russ and Harden, I'm not too sure. And, of course, you know we dive into the Lakers and Clippers. AD drops 40 and 20. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard like this before. Like this before. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Epic, so 99. Man, we're almost there. This is it, Drew. This is our final episode of the century, as they'd like to say. The century. Uh, what the Centenario. Centenario. That's, yes. That's exactly, yeah, Centenario. Yes. That's right. That's right. I can't believe we made it this far. Actually, I can't believe. You know, I had a conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was talking to my boy Combo, who oh, was we... hating on me, just to let you know. He, wait, he wait, ran... wait, What's Combo got against you right Co- now? No, Combo hates on me on other people's podcasts. He does? Yeah, he does sideline hating. And, and, and he uh, he FaceTimed me, and we were talking basketball, and he was on our boy uh, Fadeaways and Fundamentals show, oh, Coach cool, Andre. Cool, yeah. Um, and I was just telling him how it's crazy how – like we all know the same people, and we've all been on a yeah, lot the of the circle, same. Pro- the circle, the circle, is small. small. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, Andre asked him, like he asked him about me, like, "Yo, so you know, where do you put clips as like streetball legend?" And and Combo said that I'm a uh, that I'm a 24 hour fitness Hall of Fame, something like that. Like I'm and that's I, pretty good. No, I get it. That's on your IG handle. I get it is. Yeah, I get it. But he like kind of sideline hated on me a little. Well, bit. What did you want? Fucking, I'm a legend. I got my own move. <laughs> I am a legend. Everybody knows clips. Check the fucking resume, dog. And so, anyways, combo, combo hit me up. We Facetime. We we're talking about. I love combo. That's yeah, my guy. But yeah, stop. Hey, congratulations hating. on the baby, by the way. Congratulations, baby combo. Combo, Papa combo, Papa combo. Uh, that's a great name too, by the way. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about just podcasting and the grind because he does all his shit himself too. You know right. what I mean? And um. We were just saying how most people just fucking fade out after, you know, they do three episodes. They 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 look and they're like, oh, I don't have 50,000 listeners yet. 
you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is a grind. Yeah, man. You know, and so to make it to 99, we're going to hit 100 next week, which is, it's it's impressive, dude. So I'm proud. I'm proud of our, and I'm proud of our body of work, too. Jesus. You know? <laughs> it's a good looking body. It is a great looking it's body. great looking body. Uh, episode 99, we yeah, can't, man. we can't start the show without the, the normal. This, this might be the last one we do, Drew. Well, I got something for 100. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, fucking wilt. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Wilt is there, but like we have, we have. Like, you got other I can shit. Keep this I can keep this. What we're doing now going. All right. For one hundred, okay. but I, once we get to one hundred and one, we're, we're done. <laughs> All right, we're done. All right, we'll figure um, it out. But so, whose episode is this? Drew? Episode. Who's nine, taking the final? Ninety nine. We're gonna go with drafted in nineteen ninety nine. Great year. Can you remember who the number one overall draft? No, was? Number one. Okay, ninety eight was Ola with Candy. Ninety nine. Can I get a hit? This, this guy eventually played and and, and made it made a name for himself as a clipper. He eventually played and made a name for himself as a clipper. Oh, Elton Brand. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Elton Brand number one. E B Chicago Bulls. Yes, sir. Okay. Chicago Bulls. I'm gonna do a rundown. This is a pretty nice draft. Tell me. Ninety nine again, un- ninety eight underrated draft, ninety nine underrated draft. Preach. Number two, Stevie Franchise. Franchise. Number three, Baron Davis. B Dizzle. Number four, Lamar Odom. Mm. Um, Five is Jonathan Bender, who, you know, kind of fizzled out. High school. He came from high school. Yeah, kind of fizzled out. Six is Wally Zerbiak. Zerb. Seven is Richard Hamilton. Rip. Eight is Andre Miller. Nine is Sean Marion. Mm -hmm. Ten, Jason Terry. And then that's a really solid top ten. And then the Dukies, I mean, Lamar, or uh, excuse me, uh, Elton Brand came out of Duke. And then you go Trajan, Trajan Landon. Langdon. Langdon. Went eleventh. Mm-hmm. Corey Maggette went thirteenth, and William Avery went fourteenth. Those so are Duke, Dukies. All all four of those dudes from Duke went wow. in the top fifteen. And I think it's so strange that for some reason that Corey went went later than Trajan Langdon. That that to me. Well, is, Trajan Langdon was a hooper though. That, I get it. He, he was good, but Corey. Wait, so we had the number one and fourteen. You had uh, so so Corey actually was drafted by Seattle. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, at thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Um, and so yeah, the Clipper pick was the fourth overall, Lamar Odom. Um, and then there's dude, like there's deeper ones. Oh, Six, sorry, sixteen is Meta World Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because they actually changed it. it. Should say Ron Artest, but that's that's his name now. Uh, twenty four, Andre Kirilenko. AK forty seven. And then as I go down, you remember Chris Heron? Chris Heron, of course I do. He was selling fucking crack rocks outside yep. of Boston, uh, Boston, the Boston Garden. Garden, baby. Uh, he went thirty third in this draft, man. Um, and then you know it, it, Todd McCullough, nah, 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 no, not a whole lot else. Can I, that. can I but, say? But but oh. this is this is the the, the savior of the ninety nine draft, the fifty seventh overall draft pick, Derek Fisher, Manu Ginobili, Manu, yes sir, Manu, nineteen ninety nine, the second to last pick. In the entire NBA draft. Unbelievable how that works, Manu right? Ginobili. Can I say something about this, though? Go right ahead. We've talked about this on many pods. Like, you named – listen to this, guys. Elton Brand was the number one. Mm. Lamar, number four. Uh, BD was five, you said? Uh, BD was three. BD was three. And Meta was, was 10? Meta was 16. 16? Yeah. All those guys were on the fucking high school team together. Yeah. They played uh, They played AAU basketball together. They were on the same team. Think about that. Yeah. Four of the top 20 NBA picks in the 99 yeah. draft were on the same high school team. How scary is that, That's bro? That's insane. Right? That's insane. So where do you want to go with this? Like, Well, we okay. have players that were actually born in 1999. Oh, shit. We're not done yet. Excuse it's, me. It's it just part one. Continue. Players players that were born in 1999 are in the NBA. There is only 19 
players that were born in 1999 that are in the NBA or have ever played in the NBA. I'll give you the top echelon here. Okay. Marvin Bagley, hmm. Wendell Carter, hmm. Jaron Jackson. Two people on my fantasy team, just to let you know that they're <laughs> both hurt. Thank you. Uh, ja Morant. Jaws baller. Cam Reddish, Colin Sexton, Anthony Simons, who we're going to hear more and more about as this season progresses. Kind of under the radar guy, but he's up in Portland. Pay attention. The kid's special. Uh, and Luka. Luka Doncic. Born in 1999. So, we have a lot to choose from here. Yeah. We've already done a Stevie Franchise episode. We have. We've already done a Baron Davis We've episode. Done B-Diddle. I think Elton Brand or Lamar Odom is kind of the way that I'm leading, uh, which... I like Elton. I like Lamar. Yeah. I like the Chris Heron because he, people need to hear his story. Well, that 30 for 30 is it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a great story. If you haven't seen it, this dude completely changed, turned his whole life around, and, and he hit fucking rock bottom, dog. Like, real. Like, for, for real. real. For real rock You bottom. have to watch... And he was a hooper. The kid was good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Chris Heron. He special. I don't think the new guys. Luca's the only guy that's that, that's yeah. with me on that. Luca would be dope. Ja, I mean, Ja, we haven't seen. I mean, we're going to talk about Ja in this episode. But um, I'm going to let that be your call, dude. I think Elton Brand is going to go down uh, as very underrated. People forget about how good Elton it's, was. It's crazy how quickly everyone forgot about how good And he was. he's the one that led us to the, like, he took us yeah. the farthest we've ever been yeah. uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Elton and that team with Sam Cassell and Corey and, you know, uh, it, <clears throat> I don't know, Drew. And and now he's a executive with, with the 76ers. Yeah, he's the GM. GM. Because so he's smart as hell, too. I, I have a lot of love for Elton. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him at Duke. Uh, that team was really, really good. Uh, but I also have I have a lot more love for Lamar Odom. I, and I do, too. Something I've said a lot, and you can you can argue with me on this. I've said this so many times. Like, First of all, I know Lamar's mentor, which is Coach Jim Herrick from UCLA. Jim Herrick is like a father to him. Well, because he also was the coach at Rhode Island when, Rhode, when, yes. when, when Lamar went there. Lamar Odom could have been the best player in the NBA. Like, he had the whole skill set. He had the whole bag. He was, like... And he's 6'9". Penny 2.0. Like, this kid was... This dude was just good, smooth. The guy in college, he was ridiculous. Um, But he didn't have uh, the mental wherewithal. And even out of that, he had a hell of a career. Yeah. I mean, even with all of the struggles that he's had on and off the floor, Mm -hmm. mentally and, and, uh, you know, addiction-wise... I mean, those Skittles got a hold of him for a little for while. Real, um, I think because he's a Clipper and a Laker, and he won a championship. And he won with the a Lakers. chip. I'm, I'm. This is Lamar. Let's do. I'm down. I'm Lamar down. Lamar Odom. That. This is your episode. Lamar buddy. Odom, you are now famous, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of like mental, yeah, mental stuff. Our boy, bro. Uh oh. Kanye Irving is back, y'all. I thought this was gonna be. Look, sorry. Three games. Three. We're on game four right now. Okay. It's been three games. Look. The two storylines that I was I just want to know, I wanted to know since since they came about was Russ and James Harden yep. in Houston and what the fuck Kyrie is and KD are going to do in Brooklyn. I have so and we talk shit about Kyrie. We talk shit about his leadership and I I've never said anything bad about his he is so talented. He's amazing. He is he's a generational player. He comes. His lineage is amazing. He's probably the best finisher we've ever seen at the rim, and we saw in, at that size. At that size, and we've seen in the in the first three games, like this this dude is fucking insane. Yeah. 
But then all this information comes out. I, don't, I forgot who wrote the article. I want to say Ramona Shelburne, but she didn't write the uh, article. No, it was Jackie McMullen. Jackie. Jackie wrote it, who's very, who's tied into that organization. She's she, been, she's Boston reporter for decades. Facts. Yeah. Um, came out with this whole thing that uh, Con, uh, Kanye, I want to call him Kanye. <laughs> I, we've been calling this. This is exactly why we call Kyrie Kanye Irving. Yep. It's the same. It's the same shit. So she writes an article saying that that uh, executives, the team, uh, there was some shit that happened in China where where, where I want to say Kanye again, mm-hmm. where Kyrie want, is having mood swings, mood swings, people. I think it's really easy for people to like from an outside perspective to go, oh, it was situational. Like he didn't like the situation in Cleveland. That's what brought on the mood swings. Uh, he didn't really like the way that Boston like won without him. And that's what caused the mood swings. No, dude, this is this is a real problem. There, this is a problem that he's going to continue to have uh, even when Kevin Durant is back and in any situation, because I truly believe this to be a mental like, you think there's a pro- like you think there's a problem problem. I think there's a good chance he might be bipolar. I think there's a good chance that he might. Maybe it's not that severe, uh, but maybe maybe there is a like a mental aspect to like these mood swings. These highs and lows are are relatively unnatural for for a normal human being, right? They were saying that like Kyrie can be extremely in- involved, and like they were, he was talking to coaches and management like your best friends, right? And yep. then the next day he wouldn't acknowledge you in Just the hall, ghost you, walk you know, right by walk you. right by you. Yeah. Now this is this is my whole thing, okay. Like again, we're not arguing that Kyrie is the the, uh, the best talent, one of the best talents in the NBA. He's averaging thirty seven. Thirty seven. The guy is amazing yeah. to watch too. Just yeah. watching him. But unfortunately, Kyrie, when you get paid thirty five million dollars and become a franchise player, this is part of the game, dog. You have to talk to media in photo shoots. You have to take off your hat. Okay, you can't just you know you can't just just blow everybody off. There was this there was this culture that was established in Brooklyn last year where we see these players like Karis and and Jarrett uh, Allen and uh who's the other uh, Dinwiddie Spencer, yeah. Spencer D'Lo. D'Lo, okay, was it became an all-star. Uh we saw that they created this culture there and then they bring in this this culture killer, right? Which is another fucking great phrase. We need to coin that. Where I don't, I just don't know how big of a deal this is. It, it I mean, we're four games in. We're talking about Kanye or Kyrie's mood swings, yeah. um, and I just think he's—I think he's going to fuck up this culture. And I, yeah. you know, Kevin Durant came out and said, "Well, Kyrie's an artist." No, no, Kevin, he's not a fucking. It's not Kyrie Van Gogh. He is the leader of your basketball team. He is your point guard, and some people just aren't built for leadership. Yeah, and it's clear that he's not, right? Like, the whole idea that he didn't want to be the guy in Boston. Like, everyone in Boston was ready for him to be the guy. Uh, and he didn't want it. And he and he pairs up with Durant, another alpha, an, a guy that he can kind of fall in the shadows uh, behind the way that he did with LeBron and didn't like that either. Uh, I, you know, it's just so strange. I, I, think, I think the biggest problem for Kyrie right now is that Kevin Durant is injured and not playing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this shit would be kind of uh, tossed aside if Kevin Durant was out there. I also think they wouldn't be one and two out of these three games that they've played. I mean, he dropped 50 piece in the first game, night. but still lost that game. He also tried to do a slip and slide move. I'm pretty sure that was intentional. That looked like shit and still was able to, to get the shot up. Could have won that game with and that. Could have won it with mm-hmm. that. Uh, but again, this is this is not this is not news to you and me. 
This is not news to Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers fans. This is not news to Boston. He's done Celtics it everywhere, fans. Drew. Everywhere he goes, he has these highs and lows that that seem to be brought on by anything. It can be anything that rubs him the wrong way. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't even have to be related to basketball or to his teammates or to the front office. I feel like he could just have like uh, he could lose an NBA 2K and then just like that could set him off. Shut or like up. he goes to, you know, his favorite juice store and they don't have the favorite juice. And then like, that, you know, Kyrie's day. Kyrie's in a mood again. It's just fucked. Right. right? Like and he, he can't figure it out. So what I hope comes out of this is is his own self-realization that this is not tenable this is not a situation that he should be living with i hope that he and this whole all this movement that we've been talking about with the nba uh implementing uh you know psychologists and therapists uh for for team use i hope that is happening i hope maybe he's just an asshole drew i don't think it is that i don't know dude i mean he's a privileged kid right sure he didn't want to play with lebron you don't want to play with young talent in boston up-and-coming players like jason tatum and jalen brown and a really great coach and an established fucking organization something that we've said so many times is like i i don't think we we were questioning why is kevin durant leaving golden state and why would Kyrie leave boston two great situations for both of them Mm -hmm. to continue winning and now they're going to come together. I just I, – I, I don't think it's going to work, dog. And I get what you're saying where it's like if KD was playing, he could take a lot of the a burden that Kyrie doesn't yeah, want. absolutely. But Ky- Kyrie wouldn't have scored 50 points no, in the first game if nope, KD was playing. No, nope. And he, I, I also think that they would probably be 3-0 and instead of 1-2, and right? So it's the good and the bad, right? Does Kyrie love scoring 50 points in that game? Absolutely. I think he loved every second of that. I think it, I think it was probably something that he thought about you know, leading up to that game. Like, I'm going to score as many as I can. And then when he started getting into the rhythm, he was like, okay, well, I'm really going to go for it and see what I can do. And he scores 50, which is the biggest opening day for a new team in the history of the <laughs> NBA. Crazy. Which is amazing. Which is, it's again, it's the highs and lows of just him in general, mm-hmm. right? Like, he goes from scoring 50 points to being like, now there's, like, problems where he, he doesn't want to talk to coaches. He doesn't want to hang out with, like, players. Here, here's what I do know, though, right? Like, it's four, It's three games in. I think they have their fourth game tonight. Uh, this is just the start of this, and it's going to continue on through the season. It's not going to be the end of the season for them because the East is fucking shit, and they're going to be a playoff team. I think you know, even if he has these weird ups and downs, they're still going to get in the playoffs. He's still probably going to average you know, close to 30 points a game this year if he feels like it. But I think the bigger issue is like we know Kevin Durant is also kind of in this same alleyway where he's real sensitive and sometimes he goes through and does that work mood swings how is it possible to have both of your two players the star players something we talked about as soon as they decided that this was going to be the thing how is it how is it even going to work if you have both of these guys in a, at a low because there's going to be moments when they're both at a low for some reason for whatever reason then what happens right do you lose a game by 40 does it happen in a game? Do they do? Are they able to push that aside and still play and be uh, homies and and just kind of say fuck it and whatever? We're just gonna go hoop and then afterwards it, it comes out and then team morale is damaged. I'm more concerned about. I, I'm with you on that 100. percent I'm yeah. more concerned about the fact that you have these budding stars in Dinwiddie and Karis Levert and Jared Jack or Jared Jack Jared Allen, <laughs> um, who you know they want their shots too. They want to get their buckets. Like what? I think everybody on that team is pretty stoked for what they got themselves into. With right? Kyrie? Yeah. And KD. Because they see on the floor is what matters most, uh, especially to a team, and they see what Kyrie's doing, right? 
they and I think they can see like what what'll happen when Kevin Durant comes back and how good the the two of those guys should be together on the floor. But I don't think it's very rare for anyone in any professional instance to have experience with something like this to the depths of which Kyrie goes. Like nobody in any work or office environment is used to having someone that is an integral part of a team just be like shutting you out. Like you see him every day. You're obviously boys on some level. Your teammates, at the very least, you're going to see each other more than you see your family. We say that every time an NBA season rolls around. These guys hang out with each other more than they hang out with anybody else that knows them. And it's going to be an issue, as it has been for Cleveland, as it has been for Boston. I think that it's, it's it's kind of like the icing on the cake is really delicious, but the cake itself might be shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get into that cake... And the the Kanye Irving cake, it's it's not cooked very well. But the icing is fucking delicious, bro. <laughs> when you see him out there for four quarters, it's like goddamn. Yeah, that's he I'm, was made to play basketball. He's 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 a genius. He's brilliant. I don't I don't like the comment about an artist. I don't like the the fact that uh, that KD's like when when you need to leave Kyrie alone, leave Kyrie alone. No, dude, you're the fucking leader, and you need to be able to go at your leader and be like, yo. We need this. We need step we, up. Yes, step step up. But you know, if you're gonna be like this, if you're gonna be moody all year, what is that gonna? And I hate saying moody. Moody right. is like a female trait. Like, and I'm mo- I'm a moody dude. Sure. You know, I am. I am. And I, but I, I'm not Kyrie Irving though. No. You know what I'm saying? We, and all, have, I wanna, we all have ups and downs. In we a do. Daily basis. But I'm also not getting thirty five million dollars to lead a franchise to to do this. You, this comes with the territory, Kyrie. Yeah. You have to, you have to do the things that are expected of you. You know, do you think LeBron likes to do every, fucking interviews every single day? Nah, they don't. And Kevin doesn't either. And I think Kev, Kevin's on the uh, the the boardroom, with, uh, and it's on ESPN+, Plus, which I really want to watch. He'll be on first take tomorrow, which I really want to watch. And it, what's crazy is uh, Kevin Durant's doing a boatload of fucking interviews. Yeah, spot, talking about spotlight's off him right now because he's not playing. He's he, not playing. And he wants, he wants some spotlight. So I, I think you brought up an interesting point is like, they're kind of like the same. We yep. have somebody that's super sensitive yep. and somebody that's just like emotionally unavailable a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if those are your two leaders, I just don't know. And I, I, two alpha guys too. And I, of course, I bring. I'm bringing. I think. Ky- I think Kyrie's a beta. I really do. I, I, and he should be. I think he's a beta. Right. Which is which is why we saw him go to to the Nets with with Kevin Durant because he's not an alpha. Do you think uh, Kevin Durant is going to look back on this even though he got his chips like why would you leave Steph like Steph who's the most coachable best teammate, best teammate yeah. that you can have an organization and Clay. and Clay same shit to leave to be the man on this franchise would honestly dog like I just I, I said it when they got traded I said that's great have fun you ain't winning a fucking chip I don't see them winning a chip at all yeah I think it would be one thing right like if Kyrie was down so down after like a loss Right. Mm-hmm. If it was tied to something tangible that we would all be like, fuck, like Kyrie had 50 points and they still lost that game. And he just he's just like really down about it because mm-hmm. he did everything he could to win that game. Uh, and then the same thing happened again when they lose their second game. We would understand that. Right. Because. All right, dude, he's really in it. Like, I think the way that Kobe uh, would lose games and he would take that to heart. But he also had the mentality of like, fuck it, I'm going to we're going to keep moving forward. And no one's going to ever have a perfect season. No one's going to go 82 and 0 mm-hmm. ever. Right. So you expect losses. But if it was something along the lines of that, 
we would be like, all right, cool. Kyrie's in it. Like he's in it for the right reasons. He's he loves this game. He wants to win, and he's down because they're not winning. But but for it to be so random, it just it leaves so many questions as to whether or not he he'll ever win a championship without LeBron in the situation that he had in Cleveland. Because if he's like this in the playoffs, which is where he was down the last time that we saw him this far down was was in those playoff series against Milwaukee. He looked like he didn't even want to be on the floor. Yeah, and that's was, gonna it's gonna show up when they're playing important games I, if he's feeling that I way. I think camaraderie, especially with NBA basketball, is a huge thing. It's hard to build a relationship with fifty players on a football team. It's hard to build like quality relationships with on a baseball team, even though you play 182 games sure. and whatnot. With 12 players, and I, I, I've said this so many times, I loved it when Chris Paul came to town and, you know, they had dinner nights on Sunday. Like, they go to a different player's house. Everybody, right. the camaraderie was there. I just saw tonight, Mil Milwaukee's playing uh, Boston tonight, and Marcus Smart, like, last week bought out the fucking movie theater so they all can see yep. Terminator, and they all go to the movies. You have to build a relationship. These are the, these are the guys that, you know, are going to ride or die with you, and... Colin Coward said something interesting Interesting today when he was talking about Baker Mayfield, right? And he's like, you know, I never liked Baker Mayfield. I didn't like, uh, uh, I want to say Justice Winslow. What's the other quarterback's name? Uh, Jameis. Jameis, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. He was never a fan of Manziel, like all these guys, because the quarterback is the most important position, and you have to be a leader of men and people that make quality decisions and, like, all this shit. And I, I was thinking about that, relating that to Kyrie, and I'm like, you know, this shit was only going to last uh, a little while until your players call you out and be like, yo, stop being a fucking punk. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. we want to win basketball games. And if you're going to be moody like this, like, then maybe you're not the guy to be our leader. Right. Maybe Karis needs to be the guy. Maybe. And here's the thing that I, that I keep coming back to is like, maybe Kyrie just doesn't know how to handle this. And maybe he does need some actual help. Like, maybe he, he could probably benefit. I, everyone could benefit from going to therapy every once in a while. Uh, I I absolutely think like if if you're the coaching staff, if you're the front office, try and slide him into a couple meetings with whatever psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, whatever thing you got to try and hammer out why he goes through these. Because it, it just as a person, he has to be a little bit lost as to why he goes through these peaks and valleys too, right? Like he if he was in full control of that, he wouldn't necessarily have to do this roller coaster ride. It's gotta it's gotta be tearing him up. Just on a day to day basis. The fact anyway. that the media is talking about it like this, it's got it right. So my point is, like, I hope, I hope that they give him the help uh, that he needs to help manage this shit. Because anyone that's manic or that has this like weird high and low, that's it's you need help to get through that. Because there's no way to do it by yourself. I don't think you can teach how to lead men, though. I no, don't. You I can't think, teach I, that. I think that's something that comes from and within. We know that he doesn't have that. No, that's not. You're right, Drew. We know him, and, and so maybe it. that's not the guy you should have put thirty five million dollars into. It is if it works it, great with Kevin Durant, right? He didn't want to go back to LeBron because right. that was on the table. I'm yeah. pretty sure the Lakers were like, "Please, yeah. like, you know, come this way." He didn't want to go back there because I think he knew to the outward perspective what that would look like. It would be like I'm going back chasing coats to my to my big brother. Mm -hmm. Like he'll help me. Where, where I, I'm sorry, all that shit. Mm -hmm. But he did pair up with. One of LeBron's, you know, greatest rivals over these last ten years has been Kevin Durant. You know, they they faced off in Oklahoma City and Miami, and uh, you know those years against Cleveland and and uh, Golden State. Like those guys have gone head to head for so many years. He ended up going that route, and like I said, I think and he couldn't go back to Boston either. No, he you burnt that bridge. <laughs> that bridge was fucking burnt, dude. So 
Anyway, I just I know we're going to be talking a lot about this throughout yeah, the season. Yeah. It's amazing to me how quickly it's reared its head. I, I was expecting 25 games in, 30. Then we're going to see yeah, something happen. One long happening. road trip or yeah. something like that. We're in the first week of the NBA, people. Speaking of the first week. Yeah, let's go. How many teams are undefeated? Uh, I have the answer. Minnesota, Philly. Um, There's one more. There's only three. Minnesota, Philly, and then San Antonio? Boom. Boom. Got it. Excellent work. Yeah. And as we were – oh, wait, wait. Minnesota just lost. Damn it. Well – There was only – there was three. Who'd they play tonight? They just lost. Hold on a second. Let give me, me give this. me Wiggins' numbers, please. Let me see this. I think they just – yeah, they just lost to the Sixers. That's who it was. Okay. So oh. the Sixers – 4-0. Un- stay undefeated. Let's hear some numbers, though. So the Sixers won 117-95. to 95. This okay. was not a close game. Right. Um, Philly, you're looking at Embiid with 19. This is, a, this is a team effort. Embiid only played 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope he's not injured. Uh, Embiid, Embiid 19, Harris 18, Ben Simmons 16, Korkmaz 17. Uh, Any threes for Ben Simmons? Horford has 12 and 16 boards. Oh, yeah. Uh, Simmons, Simmons, any threes for Simmons? Anything. Anything? He did not shoot a three. Of course not. Shocking! He did not shoot a three. Good, you don't need to, bro. Uh, But on the Minnesota side, I think Mm -hmm. the reason you're asking this is because Wiggins has been playing out of his mind for the first three games. Yes. He had 19 points. Okay. And was was the leading scorer in the game. Carl Anthony Towns only had 13 Mm, points. That's why. And he got only 22 minutes. Man, we missed this. Maybe they got ejected. Did he get ejected or Because it could have been been like an ejection Towns and and Bede because they only played 20 minutes each. That doesn't sound right. Or maybe it's load management. Who knows? Who knows? It could be load management. But Wiggins, again, led the team in scoring. Uh, Cat has been unbelievable Mm -hmm. for the first uh, three games. Buy or sell the Timberwolves right now. Oh, you're selling right I'm now. I'm selling. I mean, you're selling. I mean, you, you have to sell because we know how stacked the West is. What I am buying is that Wiggins got a little butt hurt about not being included in the top 100 players in the NBA. And I, it's because you're soft, son. But this is my point. Is he res- He's responding to that. Soft people don't necessarily respond to something like that. Facts. With the, with the way that he has. Uh, so I think he definitely has – I mean, he's the number one overall draft pick. Like, he, he, he should view himself as in the top 100 – and he's definitely in the top is, 100 he, in the he's NBA. Absolutely. He's in the, in the top, top 30. Yeah. Top 35. Top, tw- not top 20. He's not in the top 20. Right. And, and he's a fringe <laughs> all-star player, uh, talent level wise and production level wise, but he's on a shit team that doesn't produce. So and he's he, 24. He, that's the other side too, mm-hmm. is that he's still so freaking young, mm-hmm. him and cat both. Uh, but I just want, I want to tip the cat to, to Wiggins. He's on my fantasy team. You have a great team. I have a very good you team. Have, you have a very, very uh-huh. heavy team. Uh-huh. I'm excited for I you. I do indeed. We'll talk about fantasy later. I'm winning dude. this thing. I'm yeah. taking it down. I think you. I, my money is on you. But so now... I'm injured though, Doc. Literally, as we were talking, uh-huh. uh, we went down from three to two uh, undefeated teams okay. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. One being Philly, who I think is going to be number one in the East mm-hmm. this entire season. I don't think it's going to be very close. I think the close, like the closest, it's going to be is Toronto. Milwaukee. Looks great. Dude. Milwaukee in second. Toronto's going to do good because because the the system that they have running there is really good. And Siakam's picking his his game up. And Van Vliet, dude. Van Vliet's great too. I mm-hmm. mean, thirty four points is it's kind of an anomaly. You don't expect him to score thirty a game or even twenty five a game. No, but, but he's a real player in the NBA, good. dog. He's very good. Okay, but but the other team is the San Antonio Spurs. I know. And like we said in in the preview, like we've been saying for years. You can't count out a Popovich team. This is unbelievable. They're three and zero. It's. I mean, that's. I'm overreacting First a little week. bit. I'm overreacting a little right. bit. It's three and zero, but they're 
one of the last two remaining undefeated teams. Not the Lakers, not the Clippers that we were thinking. I mean, both uh, Lakers lost to the Clippers, and the Clippers blew a pretty pretty embarrassing game to the Phoenix Suns. Well, was, we um, didn't hit shots, but the, the shots a, weren't falling. That's bad, gonna happen, but it's dog. A bad loss. Yeah, we should have won that game. Season. Right, exactly. So. I actually, I'm actually kind of glad we lost that game because uh, like, like they a wake went, up call. Well, yeah, you go back to the locker room and then you look at yourselves like, yo, what the fuck? And Montrez said, hey, we were lackadaisical on defense. We, you know, it was the Suns. We have to understand, Lakers need to understand this shit too, is oh, that yeah. it's a target no matter what. You're getting the best game from these teams every single night. Yep. You're going to, or at least an attempt to have the best game. No, yeah, absolutely. You, you know? Yes. Um, back, speaking on your Lakers, did you have anything else to say about the Spurs? Because they're boring and I want to fucking talk about no, it. No, I just, I just, yeah, they're, but they're still the Spurs. They're the fucking Spurs. They have they're Lamarcus, gonna win. They have Demar. They right. have they have a cast of characters. That's right. Gonna, they're gonna be in the mix. People. Yeah. Like all the people that think that they're not gonna make the playoffs this year, I they're they're like almost a lock for the seven or eight seed. For I, it's I think five, six, seven, eight. Oh. Nine, it's ten. Like a half game. Yeah. Five, six, two, seven, eight, two nine, games ten. Games separate them. Yeah. But I I'm I'm putting all my money on the Spurs to make making the playoffs. the playoffs, and I'm and I'm really taking some chips away from the Warriors making the playoffs. Oh my god! Do you want to go to the Warriors? Let's now? go to the I Warriors. Was, I want. I was gonna go into the Lakers. But you want to talk about the Warriors? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay. It's fucking week one. All right, <laughs> I understand. All right, but we got to talk about this. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Jeff Crompton. You know, there is no KD. There is no Clay. There's no Iggy. There's no Sean Livingston. All these pieces to the puzzle that made this this system work. Right now, we're gonna really see Steve Kerr. Can you coach? Can you coach? Can you take with what you got? And win ball games. Defensively, they are fucking horrific. Yeah. All right. They're giving up 127 points a game. <laughs> it's insane. If you think about that, Drew, 120. What is it? Oh, it's 128th a game. All right. Steph is shooting 26 percent from three, which won't happen the whole season. No, no, we that know won't this. Happen, yeah. But defensively, it's horrible. They they can get their points. Like they're actually getting 118 points a game. 117. They are, but. You know, the luxury, and this is, and I'm a, I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I love Steph, and we've said this so many times. Like, if you don't like Steph, then you're a fucking hater, right? You Which are is a hater. Weird. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And he's and he's a great player. player. He's yeah. changed the fucking game. But they're not even selling. Like, what I'm concerned about is looking at this new arena. They don't even have fucking nobody. It's not and sold out. People are not showing up. They're not coming game. to the game. Yeah, because they know they're not going to win. Fair weather fans, once again, and they're in a place that has some chips. You know what I mean? Come to the games. Well, that's what happens when you lose your fan base. I, I mean, you look at we can go off topic a little bit. I mean, look at what happened to the San Diego Chargers that are now the L.A. Chargers playing in a soccer stadium. <sighs> like every game that they play at home is essentially another away team or another away game for them because the majority of the fans in that stadium support the away team i'm not trying to say that it's that bad for the golden state warriors but you lost your fan base that would go to these games religiously for decades they're not catching the boat to go to the next one and nor can they afford it Ag agreed so they're they, not only did you alienate your fan base and leave them to make it like another hour hour and a half longer for them to get into these games but you also dropped yourself into a place that's really really expensive and the people that can't afford them don't give a fuck if they if they want to watch a game or not. They have the season tickets. It's like, oh, who are they playing? Who the right. who are the Warriors playing tonight? If it's the Lakers, I'll show up. Is it the Clippers? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll show up. If it's the Suns, like yeah. their game tonight, ooh, I think I'm gonna pass on that game. I, 
I, I, I, again, I hate predictions and I hate, you know, being one week into the season. I want to see them in November or excuse me, in December. I loved how Draymond came out and said, we suck. Yep. We fucking suck. And that's okay. That's okay. It's kind of like the fat guy saying I'm fat, you know, make fun of me. I get it. But when you've been on this pedestal for five years and you've talked a lot of shit, son, like a lot of shit. You're going to get the heat from the media. You're going to get the heat from social media, too. And Steph, I, they did two interviews after they won last night or the night before. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think it was two nights ago. Two nights ago. Against and Steph, New Orleans. Steph was, yeah, in New Orleans. They yeah. beat the fucking Pelicans. Uh, shocking. <laughs> I, I still think Golden State's going to win games this year. They, yeah. they will figure it out some way. They're not going to have a losing season, I don't I, think. No, I, I don't. It's going to be close, but I, I don't think they're, they're going to have a losing so season. So in the West now, yeah. like the way projected, like if you ain't winning 48 or 50, like you're probably not going to be in the playoffs. You're struggling to make a playoff Facts. run. Yes. Now, I just think that they have brought upon themselves – all the heat that they're going to get. Like, you've been the best for the past six years. Sorry, you have been. Steve Kerr, you've had the luxury of coaching great, great basketball Maybe teams. the best team ever. Exactly. Possibly. And, and coachable players. And an offense with which just works, right? Yeah. But now you got these P, uh, Spellman and Poole and uh, Marquise Chris. Like, people that, that, that dudes don't know. So, I think they should have... Once KD was ghost, I think they should have started training camp real early and like get get a, a again a rapport mm. with these guys and figure out the strengths and weaknesses. Kayvon Looney's still there, you know, but you're missing those glue guys, the the Iggy's, the Sean Livingston. This team in particular to me is going to be like a stark difference. Uh, like you're saying, like let's see them in December. Like it's if you look at this team now, if mm-hmm. if we can if we can try to remember what they look like in October, mm-hmm. and then when you look at them in March. Like there's going to be a big difference. Those those roles are going to get carved out. Those guys are going that are fighting for those spots to get those minutes. Uh, th- it's going to be allocated, right? You're seeing Spellman have nice games. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Pascal have nice games for them. Uh, Poole can't stay on his feet defensively, but he's he's all right. Like the guy gets <laughs> dropped every game. He's had a rough. He, he had a rough week. A couple damn. weeks. He gets, he gets dropped every. <laughs> stay game. on your feet, son. Just get down lower. Just get down lower. <laughs> I don't know or foul him. I don't know what Facts. to tell you. But, like, all these guys, they're, they're, a lot of them are really, really young, one or two years in the league. It's going to be one of these things where that team can grow, which is why I'm still not ruling them out of the playoffs uh, because of the, of the growth that can happen, especially when you're playing with uh, the caliber of player of Draymond and, and Steph, obviously, and D'Lo's in there, too. Uh, is that going to work, though? You're going to get better. The, the issue that you said right from the top, it's going to be the issue the entire season, is can they defend? Because mm-hmm. right now the answer is absolutely zero. Nope. They can't. And they don't have any. They have Draymond, who's trying to defend. Um, they're going to get Willie Cauley Stein back, which should help a little. He played bit. tonight. He's playing yeah, tonight. Yeah, they're playing the Suns tonight, uh-huh. and that's going to be a fucking game. I'm telling you right now, this is not a shoe in win for anyone that's playing the Suns anymore. This is not. This is not your Suns for the last six years that we've been talking uh-huh. about. Like this team looks very professional. I think this is going to be a hell of a game, and this is what's going to happen in every Warrior game is because they can't play defense. The teams that we think that they should beat or that should automatically be a win for them are going to be close because they can't stop them. So you're, what are you going to do? You're going to score 130 points and hope that you hold that team to 120? 
that's kind of what it's going to be like. And hold them to 120. That's what I'm saying. Like tonight, when and we'll we'll get into the Clippers in a minute, but like Rudy Gobert was saying, if we can hold the Clippers to 90 points or under 100 points, and I said, dude, the, the, that's going to be ridiculous. I mean, Kawhi's out. So. That's fine. Sure. And we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. But I, again, I don't want to stay on the Warriors too much sure. longer, but there was, a, there was a, a comment made the other night on our page where everybody was talking about, or this dude was saying like, yo, everybody said – Steph is light years ahead of Russell Westbrook uh, right. on leading a team. And, yeah, I, I have the same kind of feeling about Russell. Like, obviously, he's never won won anything. I mean, he's an MVP and fucking – He hasn't won a ring. He hasn't sure. won a ring. Sure. But can can Steph take this team mm. to the playoffs Yeah, like Russell Westbrook has done every single so, year? So let's backtrack there because I think that's a, that's a fair thing to, to bring up. But I also think it's really unfair to Steph. Because Russ has had Kevin Durant or Paul George on every single one of those teams that we talked about, except for maybe one season, okay. right? And every year he's got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But Steph doesn't have uh, Clay this or, year. Or, 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 yeah, but there was years. I mean, they, they won their first championship mm-hmm. without Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. right? So yes, I think it's fair to, okay. to bring that comparison I'm with that. up. I'm with but that. it's not like Russ took the fucking uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm with that, but to the to the playoffs. But if year. you're a top five NBA player, like people want Steph Curry yeah. to be, he is. Then he, is he? Yeah. Well, is he? Is he though? Like yes. I want to see this. No, he's a, he's a very good basketball player. Sure. Last year, yes, he's a top five player. If can Steph get this team? To the fucking playoffs. I want to see this. this talk about like uh, on your shoulders. And they, they, they're they like laughing it off. That shit. I posted the stuff on our page like after they won their first game of D'Lo and him skipping to the locker room. Right. I don't know if that was a, a, you throwing shade at the media. But that's not how they should act. I didn't I didn't like anything it's, about I that. I think it's weird. But what I do think like we talk about Steph being a great teammate. He is. I think that's just another example. Right. Okay. Like. D'Angelo got his first win as a Warrior, mm-hmm. right? And and it's important for those two guys to get along this season, right? And I think that that wouldn't won't be a problem because Steph is the guy who, who he's the, he's that guy. He's going to be the consummate teammate. He's he's significantly older than D'Angelo Russell is, uh, and wants to you know take him under his wing. They want to have success. I think it's okay for guys to celebrate their win. I think in that moment, it it we look from an outward perspective, being like that's fucking weird. You guys just beat the Pelicans, right? Uh, you know, who don't have Zion right. on this team and you're like celebrating like you won, you know, uh, the first round of the playoffs in October. Right. But I do think that they know how hard this season is going to be mm-hmm. for them, especially Steph and and Steve Kerr and, and Draymond, the guys that have been there for the successful run. They know how how bad <laughs> this season might get for them. And I think it's important for them to celebrate any wins that they have. I think it's important. Nothing's going to be easy. I think it's important for everybody in daily life to celebrate your wins. Yeah. Even your small wins. Yeah. My walk on the beach this morning was a win for me. There like you go. I, like little wins. You got to do totally. that. But um, I want again. I want to see where we're at in two weeks. Like if if the, if these guys are three and ten in in which two they weeks, could be. which could be, or they could be fucking you know seven and three. They could. Who, who knows? I I I don't, I don't know. But um. I want to see what Steph can do this this year, and not to mention like uh, load management. Like he's not going to be playing every single game nope. either, and Draymond's not either. They should and, rest them, and they and, need the rest. And we're going to know in probably I'm going to say I'm going to say three or four. I'm going to say thank by Thanksgiving, we're going to know if Clay is going to come back or not. Because like Clay's sitting out this year, he that's, should. That's that's my opinion. He he should because you're not winning it this year. I'm pretty sure that they're going to. They're yeah, let's, but let's just say he has one of these crazy fast recoveries. 
which uh, he's already having, ACL, which is fine. No, I, but I mean like fully recovered. Right. And and he and he can make it back in nine months, which is what like the whole uh, timeline was initially nine to ten months, mm-hmm. right? Like let's just say he does that. Most mm-hmm. people take longer than that, but let's just say that happens. And you're staring at a seven, eight, nine seed. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you bring him back? Save him up for next year. Let all these guys that need experience get experience, and then you can see what the what the off season holds as far as trades and as far as free agency. And then build and and bring Clay back. Have a whole just like the way that Porzingis did it last year with the Mavs. Like he probably could have played right. in the back end with the Mavs, right? But now he looks great because he's had a full time to recover and to the physical therapy and and you know scrimmages, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking so, of the Mavs, yeah, there. So I I wanted to talk about like not necessarily surprises, but like yeah, things that I'm excited about. Sure. Right. So there's a few things. Number one, I'm excited about Trey Young. Mm. Uh, he just went down with an ankle injury, but it's not that bad. He's going to be day to day. Like he'll probably miss two weeks. That's what I'm thinking. The sprained ankle, but yeah, MRI was, I don't even think they, they didn't they, have they to didn't do even it. Need an MRI, right. which is great. And Trey's just out there. Just like, man, we, we ripped on him. He's averaging 34 points. Yeah. I'm just saying like summer league last year, everybody jumped on him yep. because he had a horrible summer league. He was he dog a, shit out he there. He had a horrible start to the season yep. last, last summer. And again, this is something we say all the time. We got to give these dudes time to acclimate. You know what I mean? Like, learn what it's like to travel with the NBA and the the to media sessions games. to play eighty-two yeah. games, and you're with grown-ass adults too, veterans that have been in the game for a long time that got, don't want to see you shine and right. cross them over and hit threes right. in the face. Right? Yeah. Even your teammates, though. What I'm saying, like guys that have, you know, you're playing with dudes that have been in the league for a minute, and we're seeing that Trey definitely has a knack, and you know, he's very, very good. Um, and he's a, he's an underrated passer. He, you know, I don't think he's going to put up these numbers like this all year, but I think he can average 25 a game. There's no reason think... why he can't have a crazy scoring year this right? year. The ball's in his hands constantly. Mm-hmm. He's by far the leader on the team as far as like the, the offense goes and, and like the in-game leadership. Right. He's the guy for them. And, and everyone else is kind of complimentary to him. So I would not be surprised if, if he gets up there and and maybe even leading the league in scoring or coming close to leading the league in scoring this year as long as these ankle injuries and shit like this uh, you know allow him to play it's gonna happen though. you know 70 something games right i i'm very excited for him me too but i'm also very excited for luca who looks even better this year that, so that was my second surprise like luca and porzingis uh, i'm more excited we we know what luca can do i was more concerned about like porzingis ain't played in fucking 18 months or however long it was and Porzingis looks great. Like, he really looks, looks great. Real healthy. His catch and shoot from three is ridiculous. His bag is so nice, Drew. So nice. He's He is very special. Right. right? Like He's I, the fucking unicorn. We, we talk about Anthony Davis, and we will talk about him here mm. in a little bit. But, like, Anthony Davis is four inches shorter mm. than Kristaps than Porzingis. And Porzingis can do everything that Anthony Davis can do. And better. And he's even, like, he's even a better shot blocker. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is the unicorn for a reason. Like, th- he's something that we haven't really seen before at that size. We always talk about Kevin Durant, how skilled he is at that size, and probably, you know, realistically at 6'10 or 6'11, whatever, whatever <laughs> the NBA listed him at this year when they did all the height corrections. Kristaps uh, is a legitimate 7'2, 7, 7'3, 7, and has all of the skills, all of them. And I can't, I'm, I'm happy that he's uh, healthy. I'm happy that he's in uh, in Dallas and playing with Luca, and this season's gonna be very exciting for them. I th- I think the the Mavericks should go all in on getting whoever they think they mm. feel they need to get mm. to surround them with. 
because I think that for the next, and he's fucking young too. You know what I mean? He's, he's 20, still very 25? young. Yeah, I think he's old, 24, 25. 24, 25. Luca's 20. Luca just turned 20. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is something that you can build for a decade if you want. Like, it, it, well, nothing really happens for a decade in the NBA. No, but, but no, but it could. Invest. Invest in surrounding yourself with the right players to make this happen. I think Dallas is going to be that team, like the Portlands and the San Antonios and the Utahs that are in that 5, 6, 7, 8 that are going to be fighting for those roles. Yep. And they're exciting. I would pay. I, I've said this. Zion and Luca are the guys that I would pay to go watch and I play. I want to see them play. You feel me? Yep. And uh, so I, let, let's see where they are again in December or next week when we talk sure. about this. What's their record, Drew? Where are they at? Uh, Dallas is 3-1. and one. Yeah, okay. So they're same as Lakers, same as Clippers. Yep. You know, like they're they're right there. Yep. They really haven't played anybody yet. Uh, the, the Lakers and Clippers both. Like the, oh, the best team that we played was each other. Each other. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into those, mm-hmm. I do want to touch real quickly on Houston. Yeah. Right? Uh, we're, this whole season is, is very much going to be like, all right, how do uh, Harden and Russ work this out? Right? right. And we saw it in game one. Uh-huh. They, during the game, they had a, a, verbal, a verbal exchange. Right? And, and that happens. Like, it, real people that have played hoops, like, you know, even if you're boys, if you're not boys, whatever it is, if you're playing with someone – you can you have these exchanges, right? If something's going wrong or if you see something out of somebody that you want to be changed, you need to talk to them. It's the only way that they can make it happen. But we didn't expect something like that to happen in the first half of the first game that they were playing in. However, uh, Houston is 2-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, They're playing right now. I Actually, let me see what that score is real quick. Against the Wizards, and they're losing by 6 mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter to the Wizards. Um, so... I will say that Russ is status quo. I think he's he's almost averaging a tri- triple double again. Uh, James is not shooting well. Twenty twenty some odd percent. James Harden is shooting ve- like the They're worst. They're calling his step back too now. They're calling the fucking travels. They're calling now. the travel. They're now. calling the offensive foul now. Uh, he's getting most of his buckets from the line. Free throw line right now. I I I didn't mean to interrupt you no. on this. I told I I said that I think this is going to be a soap opera the whole year. But going back on what you said, the only fights, physical fights I've ever been in in my life have been with my best friends. Yeah, like this is what happens. Yeah, okay. And hey, whether it's like they've known each other since they were kids, dog. You know what I mean? For a very long they both time. Grew up in L.A. through the school system. In, in they Los know Angeles. each other very well. They played against each other. I'm pretty sure they played against each other at uh, Arizona State and UCLA. When they were uh, both at those schools, and then being young players in the NBA together, yeah, um, I think I think th- they both want it to work. They see it working, right? It's Russ and James Harden. Like, why wouldn't it work? Sure. But you have the two players that have the most. Uh, they have the. They're used to having the ball the most. The most in ever in the NBA history. Both of the highest usage rate My, players in the NBA history. What I want to see is I'd want to – this is what I'd want to see. I want to see James take a step back. Like, James, you're going to get your buckets. I think you should let Russ run that motherfucker, dog, and just be play Russ's game mm. and don't worry so much about James Harden getting his buckets. Now, we all know how much James Harden likes to get his buckets, he though. He does. You have two of the best regular season players – in the in NBA history, in the playoffs, they they have not been sure. It just has not. It, it hasn't worked out for them like that. Um, I love how PJ Tucker is able to sit in the corner. We said this. Eric Gordon's going to get his shots. Everybody and knows their role on that they, team. They except do for those two guys. And 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 what I do know is that Russ is okay with with doing exactly what he's been doing. But James is not. I don't think he's okay with with being where he is. Right. So like 
I think that the interesting part about this is that if James Harden comes out and shoots at, you know, like the, the 40%, 42% range that we expect him to shoot at. From like, three? From anywhere. Just from the field. Oh, right? yeah. You should be just 40 from general, from the field. Yeah, just, just from general. Like, in general, he's been having a very poor start to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that they're they're probably not 2-1. Two, two and one. They probably are winning this game that we're talking about pretty easily against the, sh- the shitty Wizards. Right. Um, but the whole season... There's going to be a lot of outward pressure looking in as to how they can make it work. And I think that pressure uh, can can result in some good things, but it also can result in some bad things. I, I'm very, very intrigued to see what happens. Like this loss, if they, if they take this loss to Washington, we might see another like verbal exchange. And that's what we have talked about on this show yep. so much. We were talking about what's going to happen when – when James takes a pull-up fucking one-foot three-pointer, you know what I mean, with the game on the line, right. like, what's that going to mean? Right. Um, I, again, this is so soon in the season, and I want to see it work out. I love Russ. I love James. I, I, I like James Harden. I, he's just he's just notoriously not good in the playoffs. It's just what it is. Yeah, uh, both of them. Yeah, but, like, you know what you're going to get from fucking Russ. Russ plays 100 miles an hour. A hundred percent of the time. And he makes it very well known that I have no friends on the court. He did this when they played OKC the other night. Right. Um, I have no, Spalding's my best friend. Yeah, that's cool. I get it, bro. And then he went into the locker room after the game. Uh, did you see that? Like he Mm -hmm. went into the OKC's locker room. Yeah. What's my boy's name? Uh, uh, the point guard on OKC, not Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, uh, (laughs) Schroeder was like, man, where the fuck you at? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not sold on Houston. I'm not. I'm not sold. And I like Clint Capella. Yep. I like a lot of players on that team. Sure. But not sold. I, I want to see where it goes, Drew. I think for sure they're going to be in the top end of the West. I think for sure that yeah, they're. Drew, what if, what if they're, what if they're like three and nine, right? And they, but Houston started bad like that last year, too. They started real bad. They like did. That last year. I want, but I want to see the drama. We want this drama, Drew. Absolutely. Uh, your boy last night. Yeah, man. Dropped 40 and 20. Uh, big game against. It was the Grizzlies. It was yeah. the Grizzlies. So he was going against, I'm, and this is not hating. Uh, first of all, I want to say something too. Like the the players are getting to the fucking line. They are getting to the line. You can get your, but James Harden's been going to the line. They are calling fouls. They're calling fouls. Carry travel offense. Everything you can imagine. Not taking anything away from Anthony Davis. He had a huge fucking game last night. Forty and twenty. He's a monster. Um, First 40-20 game since Shaq, I think. Pretty sure about that. As a Laker or in the NBA Laker, at all? As a oh, Laker. okay. As a Laker. I'm with that. And Laker fans should be excited. They should be really excited. And I think they're definitely... The but, most exciting part about it is that he shot 27 three free throws and he made 26 of them. That is impressive. I don't care what position you play, uh, what level that you're at. That is very, very impressive. Yeah, if you can get to the line that many nights, think about, it, bro. You can get twenty points a night. Totally it, it, from the line. And it, and it, like you were saying, like you were alluding to, it was against the Grizzlies. Uh, and that was, doesn't it, matter. It was a Dub's blowout. a dub. It was a blowout win. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very clear, at least the way that LeBron is setting this season up, that we are featuring Anthony Davis. This is the the Lakers campaign for Anthony as MVP is real. It's happening. And LeBron is totally fine right now, averaging less than 20 points a game, taking less than 20 shots a game, 
and just running shit through. And Anthony they both didn't Davis. play the fourth, no. if I'm not mistaken. LeBron was was you, leading Taco Tuesday chance. He was. I loved. I did crowd. love that. Yeah. Uh, LeBron sent the taco truck to the yes. the first response. The 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 firemen. We have a lot of fires in SoCal California right now. California is on fire. It's fu- it fucked up. Cal. He was evic- He was uh, evacuated. Yep. Brentwood, like there were houses in Brentwood that got fucking burnt down. Mandeville dude. Canyon, it's the Getty. The Getty Museum yeah. is right there off the 405. They saved the right the Reagan Library, but you know, look, I I like seeing LeBron's engagement with the fans. Uh, they've played uh, three home games. I think they've only played one away game right now. Well, we had one away game to start the season with at the, at the Staples Center. <laughs> at the Staples Center, yeah, it, we played. Uh, all of our games have been at home, home. except for the, the, the Staples Center away game. Right? I like, and the, I mean, that's pretty weird how the NBA set that up, just to let you know. But that we do a- have the Mavericks at Dallas on Friday, which I'm very much looking forward to that I, game. It's exciting. The The buzz in L.A. is exciting. Uh, I want to see how this continues. You get Kuzma back at Dallas on Friday. Hopefully. Which is, I mean, they I, said he's playing. They said that he's back, but I don't know what that means. Like, well, it, it, maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes. He's but back, though. You got Kuzma. We, and we need him back. Yeah. Because, yeah, the teams that we're beating, okay, fine. Like, mm-hmm. Utah was a big win for us. I, I want to say something about Utah, sure. though. I, I'm, I, I can't believe how horrible fucking Mike Conley's playing. I was really high on Utah. I even said it in the preseason. He's playing horribly. The, the whole team isn't playing that great. And um, I think I think they're three and one though too. I think they're Utah only, is three and one. Yeah, that's what they are. Yes. But Conley looks like shit. Dog shit. Looks really bad. Real uh, bad. I want to see how this goes. And I'm a Conley. Conley's like uh, the epitome of a great NBA. Yeah, you've player. been a big big uh, fan of of this move, as have most I, of the people in the NBA. I have. Circle. Yeah. And it, on paper, it looks great, but Absolutely. Conley's got to play better. And at what point? What point do we do we say like fucking this isn't this isn't the guy right now? Maybe Donovan needs Ricky to... Rubio's looking real good over there. <laughs> That's right in, in Phoenix, right? So again, let's see where this is in fucking December. Uh, any anything? I got a fun stat for you. What's up? So who do you think's uh, in the lead for rookie of the year right now? Betting Tyler Hero, my guy. Twenty nine points the other night. Fucking killing my my favorite fantasy pick that I have. So but no, who, he's not. R. J. Barrett. R. J. Barrett right now is plus two fifty. Yep. Jaw is plus three hundred. Ja, Zion. Jaw's looking good. Jaw. Jaw is ready for the NBA. Yeah. Uh, RJ had 19 and 15. The he other did. Night. That's good, but he That's shouldn't fantastic. be. In the, he shouldn't be. Oh, well, he shouldn't be in the lead right now. Zion hasn't played a game, and he's plus 400, which is crazy. Wow. Jaw looks great. Tyler, I think at the end Tyler of the hero, I dude. He's he's the real deal. He is, and and I I'm so happy that I said what I said when we went through that, where he's kind of like the Devin Booker syndrome right. is happening, right? Because Coach Cal tweeted out I think yesterday after the 25, 29 point game, uh-huh. he's like, oh I heard this kid Tyler Hero is pretty good. He's like, did you hear that? Why did you not fucking run your offense through him right. last year? Right. Same thing with Devin Booker. Like Devin Booker was by far the best player on that team. I think, I maybe Cat was on that team with him. Um, so maybe not by far the best player. I can't remember who was on that roster, but Devin Booker was coming off the bench. Tyler Hero started every game, but they were not nearly as good of a team as that Kentucky team was back when. But they're they're virtually the same player. I fucking love this guy, Tyler I Hero. I do too. And, and his it, name is amazing. It's perfect for it. And uh, it helps that you're good looking. You know what I mean? And it helps that you, your swag is like, he feels like he's been there forever. He like, got fucking yammed on last he night, did. though. He did. Cam Reddish, another he rookie. Got him. He got him. Got him really good. Um, but he still dropped 29. And, he, and, he's and, he's so. a player to watch right now, dog. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi isn't playing tonight in Utah due to what, Drew? Uh, I think, is it load it's load management? Load management. Load yes. management? We're on a back-to-back. Mm. We got uh, San Antonio tomorrow. And, uh, and guess what? It was approved by the NBA because, the, remember, they were trying to put a – 
put a fucking lockdown on some sort of fine or something like that. Well, they basically Doc and and the front office went to the NBA at the beginning of the season when they scheduled the games and they said, Hey, if Kawhi's healthy or whatever, they said load management slash knee because his knee's been bugging him or whatever. But they said, we're probably going to sit him on the back to back. Yeah. And I'm fine with this. Like, uh, they they That's said exactly on, what Toronto did last year. Yeah, and, he didn't play any back to back. Right, the, and the jump like said today. Do you think Clipper fans or Utah fans should be upset? And I'm like, yeah, I wish he was playing, but we expected this. They'll I know he's back in Utah soon, and I w- I would like to win the game tonight. Yeah, and I hope we do. We have a lot of people in place. Patrick Patterson's been playing really well. Yeah, yeah. He actually has the green light. Doc said, let it fly. So so I know that we're we're jumping into the Clippers. Yeah. We got to talk about that that Phoenix loss we talked a yeah. little bit about. That's fine. What I know I know that Kawhi's on a minutes restriction because mm-hmm. as that game was winding down, it was a close game and he still wasn't in it mm-hmm. and and because you guys are looking at the season very tactically, very practically and you need to know like he's on a minutes restriction as well as like these back-to-back things. When you see your 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 team losing to a team like the Suns that you know you're better than that you know you should beat and he's sitting on the bench. Do do you does that make you feel some some sort of way? No, there there's two factors to that game. I'm blaming one on Jenna Bandy for being here. Okay. <laughs> My girl Jenna came down. We had a we had a really great evening and watched the Clipper game. Yeah. I blame it on on Jenna. I told her she's the gift and the curse. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And then I blamed it on the fact that your dope uh our dope New Jersey sets uniforms that came in. Shout out to New Jersey sets Those who made so us sick. the flyest. Clips shorts, clips jersey, clips five five five. The follow through jersey. Drew got his Laker gear. Oh, yeah. Drew got Drew's got his own custom. Uh, I got Lake, my own shorts. Shorts and sh- it's oh, it's crazy. So they look sick. so dope. Yeah. Um, I I don't think uh, I the shots weren't falling defensively. We lapsed. I don't think we came into the game the same way that we we normally do. I'm actually okay with the loss. I think, I think we all know that we're going to lose games. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be perfect all year. There's going to be a game where we lose by 30. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's going to happen throughout the NBA year. Uh, I'm fine with Kawhi on the bench. I'm fine with whatever Doc wants to do. If Doc thinks that – I think we need to build up these guys like Mo Harkless and Patrick Patterson, Zubak, who had a really great game against uh, uh, Charlotte the other mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to start building these guys' confidence and see if we can win without them because there might be games where 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 PG and Kawhi aren't There's playing. There's games like right now. Yeah, that, uh, that, that they're that's, not playing. That's happening, right. Tonight, that's happening. Right. So we got to see who steps up. Any news on Paul George? He's like he's he's looking good. Like he's ready. They say beginning November. I'm talking to next I, week. I think he's November's playing in three days. Yeah, I think he's playing in two, two days. in the next within the next two weeks. Okay. I think that I don't. Again, I don't think they should rush it. I think we have a lot of players that want the minutes. And uh, Magruder's coming back tonight. He's going to be playing. Right. I think we got to give these guys some burn. And again, don't rush shit. Nothing. Like if Paul George doesn't want to play till Christmas, fine. Right. The whole. The the most important thing is April, May, and June, you know. And if Kawhi wants to take the the night off, which I don't think was his decision, I think it was Doc in the in the front office. Like, there's no reason to play him and, back to back. And how pissed would like he needs to play against San Antonio tomorrow in San Antonio? Like, that's a better look. Tonight's a nationally televised game, which I think some people are upset about. But then blame the the front office in the NBA for scheduling the games like this. You know, on a back to back. You should have made San Antonio the national televised game. Kawhi going back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, another interesting fact that's off the topic, though, is they're reopening the case of Kawhi's father getting murdered. 
Yeah. Really? Ha- yeah. They're, well, they they felt that it was unsolved. Because um, he was murdered at a car wash. At right? his car wash. At his own car wash. <clears throat> at his car own wash, car yeah. wash. Um, they feel like they kind of know who it was, but they... This is a long time ago. It was 11 this, years. This happening when he was in high school. It was 11 years. He was... Yes. He was 16. Yeah. Um, but they they... It's the fact that Kawhi's back in L.A. and Kawhi kind of is is building this culture within L.A. that they think people are going to start snitching. So they kind of oh. reopened the case again. Interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. I read a great article on Bleacher Report about it today. Um, and me coming from, you know, my background with Lorenzen Wright and this shit taking 10 years for us to figure out who murdered him. Right. You know, I think this can, this can happen. I hope somebody snitches and I hope they find his father's killer. It's a really great story. You should read it. It's on Bleacher Report. Um we are launching our Patreon page. It's it's, 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 it's up. We, our first member was our boy Air Mag. Shout out to Air Mag. Shout out to Air Mag. Clip set. I'm upset that it was a Clipper fan first, but, well, he I, will, but I will take it, bro. Thanks for the support. Hey, dude, we're we're releasing a, an extra podcast every every week. It's called Load Management. It's going to be completely different, but the same NBA content that we're doing. We're just going to do a, def- a different vibe for you guys. It's a different show, all focused on the NBA. Um, we're gonna have a fan rant for fans that want to, you know, chime in and say their piece. And yeah, we can you want to be on the show. Yeah, with you us? can be on the show with your us. voice. Will literally be on the pod. Yes, if you want it. Yes, and we're just gonna bring more value to you guys, and we want you guys to support what we're doing. We do this for free for you guys because we love it, and this is what we want to do. But we're trying to build something greater right now. We got merchandise, we got websites, we got stuff that we want to spend our time doing to provide value to you. So. The NBA is on notice, dude. Or as the Lakers would say, the NBA has been warned. That's is, right. that, is that what it is? It was a warning. Uh, Patreon, at Clips and Drew. Hop in there. $5 will get you. You can literally go to patreon.com backslash Clips and Drew with an N. Clips and Drew. And we're right there. Right and there. put up five bucks. You don't got five bucks. We're talking 23 cents. For four. Uh, for each month, you're going to get four right. new shows. And you fuck with us. So, you know. Put up, put up some chips for your boys so we can cr- start creating this great shit. And we also want to keep, you know, we want you guys to subscribe and we want you to screenshot when you're listening. We want you to be engaged on our, on our a review. Feel free. Yeah, please. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. So shout out to Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel that, that plugs us and puts us on their show every Saturday night on the Nothing But Net channel at 10 o'clock. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you, you got anything else, dog? Nah, man, I'm just I'm loving I'm loving Anthony Davis right now. I know you are, but I want to get to this. And Clipper. Caruso. Oh, you love with the breakaway dunk. He did Aaron have a good Jordan. one. He, Change the logo. He did have a good one. Yeah, we're gonna take him out with something mellow. This shit's been in my head four days. It's my boy Melly. It's called No Heart. You guys got to vibe out to this, Drew. I can't wait for you to just plug this into the end of the pod. It's gonna be dope. So follow through with clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. Load me. So long, I'm not playing fair. Playing fair, I'm not playing fair with my love no more. So baby, so long, so long. So heartless, bitch, I hate you. I can't believe you did me. Your mama thought that we were gonna last. I thought it too. First to love, I let you stay with me. I let you total glocks in case of me And I really, really want you To know, to know
baby, so long I'm not playing fair with my love no more Feelings I just can't ignore Heartbreaks we've been here time before So baby, so long, so long For me or is you tryna fuck? Young nigga on the C clap, boot it up. Young nigga on that hand dog, babe, what's up? Young nigga tryna pull up for them shoulder rubs. I-, I know that that love is fake, so keep that shit away. Baby girl, I'm from the G, you know we home baby. Baby girl, I love you like I love that baby cake. Baby girl, I love you, girl, you got that sweet cake. Sweet cake, yeah, sweet cake. Yeah, I might pack you up and put you in my briefcase. Baby girl, you so damn fun, I think I like you But I never, ever, ever would wife you Gotta think twice, gotta think three times Cause that bitch broke my heart like four times No, I ain't the Lord no more All the Paragama, Doja, Cabana, Christian Dior All the Giuseppe, Javinci, and the Gucci I bought Trying to say I broke your heart and trying to say it's my fault Had the key to your heart, but you switched the vault Damn, I thought you the one, but look, baby, I thought I'm not playing fair with my love no more Feelings I just